0: You sound like a woman that hasn't seen a penis since 1975. Did you lick pussy in Catholic school? Hold on. Did you did you lick pussy? Did did you lick pussy at Catholic school or at your bat mitzvah? Did you lick any pussy at either of these events? Oh, did you lick any pussy? Did you lick any pussy? Uh,
1: it's just like, oh, uh, it's just like, bite, like you bite into a lemon. And it's just like, oh, uh, it's like, oh. Uh.
2: example if you go to eat something and you smell that it is rotten you just survive It's mine, I'm gonna take it, yeah Your scent, your smell, your aroma, your perfume Just give it to me, baby I wanna, I wanna, I wanna I want you home now, baby, won't you give it to me
3: That was the Wyatt Act with Hong, and you are listening to Go Fuck Yourself. Welcome to episode six. I'm your host, the Waffle Princess. You can find all of our podcasts on echoplexmedia.com. You can subscribe at... Uh, Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. You can join in our Discord chat—the most fun way to interact with all of the Ecoplex Media podcasts. That's Discord.me/echoplex. And if you find some value in what we're doing, you can donate to our Patreon at Patreon.com/echoplex. As I said, I am your hostess, the Waffle Princess. You can find me on Twitter at Waffly princess with a Y, and on the Facebook "Go Fuck Yourself" podcast group. That's Go Fuck Yourself with a couple of punctuation marks. I am joined by an incredible panel today, all of whom are veterans and contributors to Echoplex Media podcasts, but none of them have been on Go Fuck Yourself before, so uh, we have a couple of virgins in the studio, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, and we're going to be getting more into that as be we gentle. go. Uh, we w- <laughs> we're never gentle here. Um, start to my r- left. Who are you, miss? I am sex teacher Allison today. Sex teacher Allison. <laughs> yes. Tell people where they can find you on the socials. You can find me at Twitter at Kiss of Tillis with one L.
1: Um, you can also find my blog, of all things interesting,
3: at optimisticsatire.blogspot.com. Fantastic. And to my right, I am joined by, who are you, sir?
4: I am Johnny Corn. by the way.
3: By the way. <laughs> Johnny Corn. <laughs> no, I'm and Johnny
4: Korn. And you can, uh, actually, all of my social media stuff is on my website, JohnnyCorn.net. Or you can go comic Johnny Corn on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and then it's Johnny Corn on Facebook. Just make sure that it's a picture of uh, a guy doing stand up and not the other Johnny Corn that's uh, out there uh, from Britain. It's I'm I'm from the United States.
3: So we would like to start with the fucking word of the day. We. As sex educators and sex positive folks, we we read a lot and we see that there's a lot of misunderstanding about sexuality and terminology out there, and we feel it's our obligation to kind of help set the record straight. Um, sex teacher Allison, would you please tell us what the word of the day is and what the dictionary says it means? Yes. Today's fucking word of the day is purity. Purity. Yes. Yeah. And so we're not talking like water purity. We're talking about people purity. Right. We okay. are
1: making sure that we have the right definition, which in this case is freedom from immorality, especially of a sexual nature.
3: Freedom from immorality, especially of a sexual nature. And the sexual nature is pretty clear. I think the vague term in that is the immorality. Because that's pretty much a scale of what's immoral to you may not be immoral to somebody else. So what are your thoughts on that?
4: Well, I, I have no problem with, I, I'm completely pure.
3: Oh, <laughs> yes, you are. Oh, yeah. Pure because, is the driven snow, Johnny. Pure is the
4: driven snow because you look at uh, the, that definition and, um, you know, what I consider to be moral is, um, you know, free love. And and so, yeah.
3: And. <laughs> <laughs> I grew sex teacher up, Allison you have a completely different background so please
1: I really do I grew up with this being the gold standard is that anything with anybody else other than making out which is still my favorite activity um, anything other than that is considered immoral or impure and it took me the better part of three decades to learn that that definition of immoral is different for me than it is for the people who told me what to do
4: and here's the, here's the thing. You and I have that in common in a way because when I grew up, I I grew up in a very religious household, but none of it rubbed off on me uh, from the beginning. None, nothing rubbed off on me, and so like I would be a kid uh, asking, oh, "Wait, wait a second, Noah's Ark. Um, how come the uh, all of the animals in the world are are indigenous of a ten mile radius of the Ark? You know, stuff like that." And um, so I never kind of bought into it from. Early on, right, and so I was always, um, and I was heavily influenced because I'm a giant hippie. I was uh, very much influenced by uh, the counterculture of the uh, '60s and '70s, and read a lot of uh, different readings on that.
3: So, was was I was going to ask? Were your purity or immorality or morality standards defined by the church? Oh, absolutely,
1: and and to the point where I was fully admittingly. I dove in head first With all of that And I talked to other people About being pure And I had a purity ring And Ooh. I lost all of that At 16 Because I got pregnant The first time I had sex Oh Yes At 16 well. Which Interestingly enough Made me impure And I was told so The last time Only six years ago I was told by a man That I was interested in That I was impure Because I'd had sex so young Damn yeah. Wow. That's
4: really interesting,
1: actually. Well, and the interesting thing now is because of how I tr- how I dealt with and treated that incident, I consider myself a pure person because my motives and intentions were pure. The right. action itself is, you can define that however your religion or lifestyle suits you, but the actions that I did in themselves were clean and innocent.
3: But should you not have had sex
1: until you were married? I should not have sex with that person. Until you were married. Oh, that was the idea, which, right. of course, I've never been married And I've had sex in the last 20 years. So I had to redo my definition.
3: (laughs) So my definition of purity had nothing to do with sex. It just wasn't even on my mind. I was a very, very, I still am a very modest person. I don't, I didn't swear until I was 18. I didn't take God's name in vain. So for me, that was very, I just didn't feel it was appropriate. But I had sex.
4: (laughs) It's interesting because people consider me to be a clean comedian, And so when I ask what's that definition of clean, they say you don't swear. I'm like, okay, so how is that clean? Jerry Seinfeld didn't swear. Right. A lot of comics don't. I started out in restaurants and such. That's why I didn't uh, swear. I just never got into the habit. But I I just find that kind of interesting, isn't it?
3: So we're going to talk a lot more about purity because we have a song on our docket Ooh. about purity. So we're going to get into the docket in a little while. We have uh, it, we are going to talk a little bit more with Johnny Corn by the way, um, after this song. This song is one of my favorites in the Local Love Library, and if you like the music that you're listening to here on Go Fuck Yourself, all of the tunes are part of the Local Love Library. Local Love is our live music podcast every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to 11 Pacific and on into red light, and if you enjoy the music, you can keep listening to it at echoplexmedia.com slash live 24-7. This song is called Gentleman's Anthem by a local fellow named Freddie B. Enjoy mm <laughs>
5: My city knows me, drugs, jazz, clubs, nice girls, nice butts off Fuck, Any more shots and I'm wasted drunk Little too late, but can't fake, I'm feeling great Life is golden, like the color of my state Make no mistake, just dreams I'm trying to chase Rhymes laced, with styles I can never be replaced After I drink I'm a wild boy And I'm proud of it Life's best choices came by Just saying fuck it And I love it Do happy or sad Good or bad Deal with dark nights With the same crazy joker hat Vocals blast fast Regardless of the forecast Surpass my past So my truth will always
6: last Ready, baby
5: Quick to inflict wit, true gentlemen, shit. Every class, high class, best grass. With my blunt rips, steady past the rats. Just laugh through my hardships. Living on, living bonds, staying strong, I'm major, taking on rights and wrongs to joy misbehavior. Sincere, much cheers. Whenever I drink beers, quite clear. A hero flying high like the rocketeer. I know this, I know tis, My style's ferocious. Don't die from overdosage. Focus. Explosives unloaded, blowing up the game with real brain decoded Noted as a poet when recorded, cause I'm damn dope. This tyro by poke, spitting hope. That's no joke. And while I'm living, I'm kicking the wheel, feeling a true soul. Watch me now, I'm on a roll.
3: That was Gentleman's Anthem by Freddie B. I fucking love that. That song is just so cool. So speaking of so cool, our friend here, Johnny Corn, does something really, really interesting. Besides being live on stage uh, at least once a week, more or less.
4: More or less. yes, um,
3: About once a year, you do a comedy show up at the Naturist Lodge up in uh, the Santa Cruz Mountains. Would you tell us a little bit about that?
4: so the the club's called uh, Lupin. It's a clothing optional resort. It's actually the oldest continually operating business in uh, Las Gatos. And so that's very a that's very interesting distinction <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's uh, been around for a long, long time, and uh, i I've been a uh, naturist for a long time, and I just decided uh, one day I was going to get in contact with them and see if we could do a show. and uh, they said pretty much immediately, yes, by by all means. And so, so,
3: for for our dear listener at home, a naturist—another word for a naturist—is
4: oh, nudist. Yeah, nudist. sorry. So
3: we're talking about doing, getting, being funny with your ding dong hanging out.
4: That's right. I have absolutely no problem being naked, um, and it, it, it's interesting because the one thing I found with uh, the nudist resorts, uh, and I've done a few of them, but this is the one that I produce that I do once a year. Um, but I've done nude uh, all over the place, but this one whenever you perform nude uh first off you they always say imagine the audience naked <laughs> <laughs> and uh so, so so that's it and you can wear clothes it's clothing optional so you can wear clothes or you can be naked or you can be uh somewhere in between it's it's fine and and the thing is that everybody's sullied back uh and they actually uh because it's a community uh, everybody kind of knows each other too and so it kind of makes it Easy for me because uh, I, I go out there. I can have fun with them. Uh, I spend the whole day there, and then I make observations during the day and then bring it up. Hey, I remember you, we were doing that uh, event. Uh, Callbacks early, you know, yeah, yeah, with your yeah,
3: audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, and it, it,
4: It's just if you've never seen one, you should go. If you've never been to a nudist resort, you should go. Actually, clothing optional resort is probably more accurate because a lot of them are literally clothing optional you can you don't have to get naked but everybody is
3: so I'm just saying so what what is it about being nude like i i get nervous just getting up in front like i would be nervous to do comedy with my clothes on
4: for me well. You know, you know me pretty well. I, I have absolutely no fear, um, so <laughs> so that's the first thing. Um, I but but it it's for me it's very freeing uh, because you're in a natural environment. There it, it's uh, there's nature all around you. I've right? seen the pictures. It's and, one of the most
3: gorgeous spots in the Bay Area with all the tall redwood trees and cabins and birds and all all kinds of nature. It's fantastic.
4: And they have this restaurant there, and this is where we perform it. It's it's actually inside uh, the restaurant, which is uh, just an it, it's just laid out really nicely, and we can just go and um, like the thing about n- being nude is you are born nude. People forget that you're born without any clothing, and so when you're out there with nature, it's uh, it, it helps you become closer with nature. And if you haven't done it, you really should because you'll understand what I'm saying after. It, it's kind of like an epiphany.
3: So it may take a bit of working yourself up to do it once you're in the car if you've never done it before. But once you're out there, you're fine and you don't even notice. Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, and, and it's all, well. there's a
4: couple things with that. One, if everybody's nude and you have clothes on, uh, then it's kind of the opposite of like, you society feel like the outside in general. yeah 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 <laughs> so like a lot of people show up like with clothes on and it'll take them maybe 10 15 minutes maybe half hour or whatever the case would be and then they feel more comfortable and because uh, I've, I've uh you know I, i'm polyamorous and and some of the women that i have uh, dated i have brought uh with me there and lo and behold 15 minutes is about the record i think maybe 20.
1: oh yeah does this actually help build um body
4: positivity Absolutely, and that's actually what this is all about. Because you have all body types that are there, you have uh, all uh, races that are there, you have all ages, you have, um, and and so it's just uh, one of those things where, however, you know, God or Goddess made you is represented. It, it, it there's no right wrong or whatever. It's just everybody. You know, I there's one person there's uh, in in his eighties. And, you know, and they have kids there. So, it's kind of like, you know, all sorts of different body types. And, and really, we should be accepting each other's body types. It, 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 we get too hung up on that stuff.
3: I agree. Um, when does this comedy show usually take place?
4: Uh, well, it, it's usually in the summer, um, and so you've got plenty of notice. Makes sense. Uh, now, uh, they have a show called Body Fest. When I say a show, it's it's not really a show. It's an event, uh, the, and our show is part of that event. And so that usually takes place first week of July, um, sometimes end of June, sometimes beginning of July, depending on the year. Uh, and you can, of course, always contact Lupin. Uh, loop and launch it's just loop and com, i think it is uh or contact me johnny corn at com, and uh, that's my email address i can l- let you know when it happens i mean that's easy enough
3: that would be fantastic if you would if you would give ecoplex media the heads up and then we can maybe help oh put out a absolutely flyer i stuff. plan to
4: be here promoting <laughs> you know
3: in the nude if you want me to, well, I think that would be up to the host of that show. Thank you very much, Johnny Corn. I I have seen the flyers for that show, and I think it's a very interesting and engaging event. And perhaps we can do a little "Go Fuck Yourself" uh, field trip next summer when you uh, when you do the show.
4: Oh, I think that would be awesome.
3: We'll have we'll all be holding our banners over our genitalia and saying, go, Johnny. <laughs> all right. So I would like to to call your attention now to the smut we have before us on the table. And without any further ado, here is uh, Fireside Smut Theater.
1: I want in on this. I love pussy pie, Sally said. I looked up to see her undressing. The next thing I knew, I felt a warm wet tongue probing my cunt. Sally was on her knees licking our pussies. Carol and I shifted around into a 69 as Sally licked and sucked at us. I was licking Carol's gooey cunt when Sally's face appeared above mine. Carol groaned with pleasure as she felt Sally lick her asshole.
4: Yes, she said, and her eyes were serious. I will hold you i couldn't breathe i longed for a kiss on my mouth but i w- couldn't get it i lowered her eyes my eyes let's try it again i lowered her eyes how does that work <laughs> it would it would have worked if you would have
0: kept going but i hear what you're saying <laughs> I, I was going like, that makes sense you wouldn't want to misrepresent this high quality book i know I I, I I <laughs> I, I, I want to do right by the writer. Somebody got published. R- writers. It. Okay. Somebody got published. That's no small feat. Okay. Or small
4: dick. That's true. Yes, she said, and she was serious. I will hold you. I couldn't breathe. I longed for a kiss on my mouth, but I hadn't earned it yet. So I lowered my eyes and nodded. I felt her lips brush against my cheek. She smelled like heaven. Sweet light and I whispered. Scent made me harder than I was before. Uh, Gone before I could get my fill. She just she moved behind me.
3: (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Sophie cried out, opening her legs as wide as possible. "'I'm all on fire to taste the real tree of love. "'Don't spare me, Walter, dear. "'I'd rather die than not have it now.' The red head of Cupid's battering ram was now brought to the charge. Annie opened the rosy lips of her sister's cunt and placed my cock in the exact position. But her touches, together with the thoughts of the delicious tidbit I was about to enjoy, caused me to spend in a moment all over her fingers and into the virgin passage in front. Push on, push on. Now's the time to gain your victory, she whispered. And that will make it easier to get him in. At the same time, lifting up Sophie's buttocks with her disengaging hand so as to make her meet my attack with a more favorable manner. My first lunge lodged the head of Mr. Priapus fairly within the tight folds of the victim's vagina, and I had already won the first outwork, outworks of the virgin defenses.
0: Nice. Fantastic! <laughs> All right, very good. Johnny Corn with the win on that one. This Absolutely. Insane. Johnny Corn, by the way, everybody.
3: <laughs> this has got to be Riveting Radio.
0: <laughs> riveting Radio on Ecoplex Media,
3: live. Thank you very much for listening to Firesign Smut Theater. If you write smut, if you've written some erotica, even if it hasn't been published yet, but you think it's pretty good and you'd like us to give it a a go here on uh, Go Fuck Yourself, you can send it to us at echo at echoplexmedia.com and we'll possibly read it on the air if it's smutty and cheesy enough. We're going to play a song. This is a song called Body Language by Verse, Jeremiah Lee Verse and you can listen to all of his tunes on Local Love. <laughs>
2: Like to issue a retraction. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> <A retraction. laughs> we here at EchoPlex Media appreciate the fact that you are avid and rabid listeners. You are members of the Discord chat. You are patrons and harasters and trolls and super fans. However, you should not get your news from EchoPlex Media. <laughs> we would like to retract anything that we have said, anything we are saying, and anything that we will say in the future unless. It's about uh, San Jose music or um, probably... Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson or... Hi-ho. Y- yeah. Other than that, don't get your news from Mechaplex Media. You guys are the experts on Jordan Peterson? What do you think? What do you think? Hi-ho. Oh, frog, frog here. Four
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to get, <laughs> I always say, straight into the docket, which is kind of ironic, but this one is actually a very straight story. Uh, we got a couple of uh, quite serious stories for you here on uh, episode six of Go Fuck Yourself. And by the way, before we get into Johnny Corn, by the way, before we get into (laughs) the meat of the docket, all of the docket links will be in the show notes. So when this episode is published, you can go to ecoplexmedia.com, click on the button that says podcasts and find find Go Fuck Yourself, and you will have a link to the docket where we have all of the news sources because we are completely transparent where we get our audio from. This first clip is uh, producer's
0: note here. Uh, the patrons also get the clips, the audio clips. That's right. Patrons so, at $1 or higher get all the clips from all the shows that use the audio clips. So if you heard a clip you liked on uh, Go Fuck Yourself or maybe the Plex or maybe Down Ballot and you, I don't know, maybe wish to do a good podcast with the clips that we used, then you can go ahead and just give us a dollar a month on Patreon and you'll get a zip pack. I would give you a tar.gz, but then you can't open it. But yeah, I'll give you a zip pack with uh, all the clips from the shows. Just wanted to drop that in there. So if you liked any of the audio here and maybe wanted to do, like I said, a good podcast with your friends or maybe people you don't even like.
3: Or a remix of something that we've done. Or if you want to find out who the speaker was and perhaps go to their Facebook page and troll them, we would like to know about that, too. So the first topic is out of Australia and the most of the comments that I read on this were this was a pretty fucking slow news day if this is what made the news but this is a woman who has a very interesting idea about consent. We've been we've been talking a lot about consent on this show in the past episodes and consent is a very important topic whether or not you have consent to touch someone or talk, even talk to someone or message them. But this woman maybe takes it a little too far. Let's see what she has to say.
6: How young are some of the children you talk to? Uh, We work from children from three years old. We work with parents from birth. From birth? Yeah, yeah. Just about how to set up a culture of consent in their home. So I'm going to change your nappy now. Is that okay? Of course, the baby's not going to respond. Yes, mum, that's awesome. I'd love to have my nappy changed. But if you leave a space and wait for body language and wait to make eye contact, then you're letting that child know that their response matters.
3: So this is a woman who says that you need to ask your children's consent before you change their diapers. Thoughts?
4: (laughs) Yes. Oh, go ahead.
3: When did consent
1: mean non-sexual necessary things.
4: Okay, you, you you stole the words out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I I was going to say it a different way. I was going to say like, okay. So, what's sexual about changing diapers? Anyone that's changed diapers knows what I'm talking about. It's it's the like the, literally the least sexy thing possible. I mean,
1: and what? I can totally imagine these women this woman's moms that she works with going to court for negligence because their baby's diapers are dirty and they're gonna go, but the baby didn't give consent. No one in court in their legal mind would say anything other than you're crazy, we're taking your baby.
4: What what would get into her mind to think that the, that there's anything sexual about changing a diaper? So
3: so the the problem the problem is that children are being sexually molested at an incredibly young age shockingly horrifyingly young and what she is pushing for what she's arguing for is we want to give children the power over their own bodies and i think that's a very good idea i think that's a very proper discussion to have with your child once they understand words and can say no because i've never had kids i've never changed a diaper but i'll tell you what if you ask your kid with a saggy diaper i'm going to may i change your diaper now the kid's going to say no because that's what kids say. They say
4: no. Yeah, exactly. They're always going to say no. It's like, I want to run around naked. I want to run around with, with this load in my pants. It, it's like, that's just kids.
3: There's a fabulously funny old Bill Cosby routine about his little boy running around with a full diaper and with the flies after it and everything because he refused to let anybody change his diaper. So should we be asking babies if it's okay to change their diaper?
1: If we have to ask them if they want to breathe as well.
4: You know, I, I I'm going to go out on a limb on this and and i think that like 90% of the audience is going to be mad at me for this but i'm going to tell say uh no you don't need to get your kids consent before you change their diaper okay yes i'm taking a stand on that just like i did on daylight savings time
3: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um i i think
4: important issues
3: i think that this woman is on the right track with asking for consent for children maybe um changing clothes at a little bit of an older age? Do you want mommy or daddy to help you with changing your clothes? That sort of thing. But I think what you were talking about earlier with nudity kind of comes back into play here because people are born nude and there's nothing sexual about needing a diaper change or a little child putting on their clothes. And that's what
4: I have a problem with. Look, we're born nude and uh, the whole thing about the human body is is, is, the human body is beautiful it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual and that's what that's one thing that people forget you go to a news resort it's not about sex at all uh I- if you are changing a diaper that's not about sex at all if you're bathing your child it was i guess you have to give consent for that too if you're going to do for the ba- for you know if if they're a little baby and you're you're you need to uh wash them um right where does it end where, where does it end you know uh no I don't want to get um, uh, no, I don't want to bath. Well, you know, but you stink to high heaven. I right? think it's like
3: I think, I think setting up the situation for consent at that young of an age sets them up to feel that maybe there is something wrong or shameful about their bodies.
4: Exactly, and I, I, I have a real problem with this. I'll be honest with you. Um, it, there, a, a human body doesn't necessarily have to be sexual. Right, a good example of this, is, people go too far. Okay, people just go too far. A good example of this is I remember years ago there was this um, lady back when you got uh, film developed. Um, there was this lady that that actually had a photo, uh, and the photo was of her baby in a bathtub, nude, and uh, they flagged it as child porn and called the police. Right yeah this actually happened and so the police arrive, and so it became a whole thing this is years ago
1: i remember that story stuck in my head to this day that to me is crazy because in our family photo album is a picture individually of me and each of my cousins in the grandparents bathtub naked somewhere between three and seven it's not child
4: porn i'm no, just saying it's it, not it's not there's nothing sexual about that it's just like oh isn't he or she cute click that's it
3: so at what age does it become sexual?
4: It shouldn't. I mean...
3: Well, a 12-year-old girl in the bathtub, that's a whole different no, thing no, from but, a two-year-old girl. That would be... are,
4: are they, are they uh, nudists?
3: It doesn't matter. Yeah. What's There should be a general stopping point after which somebody says, you know what? Don't take a picture of me naked in the bathtub anymore, mom, or whatever.
4: Right. But when we're talking about like, children in diapers... True. You know...
3: No, puberty is a good, solid way. If your
1: sexual sex characteristics are starting to show up, now you're getting into the porn thing, but people will always have outside the norm sexual tendencies. So yeah, you can be afraid that someone's going to sexualize your six month old, but that is such a small portion and they're definitely not the
3: ones changing your diaper.
1: Yeah,
4: usually it's the parents or or the caregiver, like if it's uh a...
3: does this go back to our definition of purity and talking about? I think, Ooh, Johnny, circle. you were mentioning, well, that's the reason we chose that fucking word of the day. Is it because of some of our holdover from Victorian or puritanical sensibilities or morality sense of what is appropriate and what isn't? And it, you know, I. In the Bible, it certainly talks about people being nude and being born nude and being embarrassed by their nudity, but that's adults. But where, where, where does it go from there?
4: Well, I will t- say this: absolutely, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and 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 the thing is, people should be uh, just. Religion has really done a head trip on uh, the majority of of people that are out there. And so they then internalize about their bodies, and, and they also think that anything nude is sexual.
3: That's like breastfeeding in public.
4: Exactly. And what the hell? I mean, you're you're feeding your kid. That's it. I don't understand why uh, people are so bent out of shape on that.
3: I think we actually all do understand why people get bent out of shape about it. And I think... Boobies! Right, boobies.
4: Yeah. So?
3: I think how purity has shown itself recently,
1: especially with the diapers and and the breastfeeding thing is purity has become hyperbolic. Mm. Yeah. like We've just taken it so far to the extreme that it's almost lost its potency and it's kind of ludicrous at this point.
4: And it keeps getting more and more ridiculous as time goes on.
3: Yep. So we're going to delve even further into the topic of purity. I remember when I was growing up that some of my more devoutly religious girlfriends went to a purity ball and pledged their virginity to be oh. intact until they got married. I thought this was a long, arch- long archaic uh practice but apparently purity balls are alive and well in certain certain uh, uh circles and we have some news clips about them.
7: purity ball it's like a symbol to tell everybody i make a promise to myself and to god that i will stay pure until i get married
4: that's weird (laughs)
1: <laughs> I didn't go to a purity ball But I went to a couple different conferences Like I had to reaffirm my vow to purity Regularly throughout my life Up until months before it was gone
4: I'd actually like to see <laughs> st- 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 yeah, yeah, Let's try that again I'd actually like to see statistics About like how much uh, d- 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 How ma- much percentage Or how many what, what am I trying to say
3: I have no idea Johnny Corn by yeah, the way How many people that make this pledge actually exactly. keep
1: it. It's less than
4: half Okay, so, huh?
3: So let's I let's mean, hear a little bit more because oh um, they they certainly have a lot to talk about with uh, the with their balls.
7: My first um, boyfriend, um, it it lasted uh, about two weeks <laughs> because he he wanted more. What I believe in is purity. Doing this purity ball, it's like a symbol to tell everybody. That this is what I'm doing. I've set rules for myself. Like I, I promised myself a long time ago that I will not be in a room alone with a guy unless it is family. Because I know that is something that can lead to temptation.
3: Why is your daughter uh, being absent
5: so important to you? Because it is a precious gift, and you're going to give it once.
4: Okay. First off, she's the female Mike Pence. <laughs>
3: Or is her dad Mike Pence
4: Ooh, her dad might be Mike Pence
1: Um, I've said Almost the same thing And I kid you not In my attempt to keep my purity I had 17 boyfriends My freshman year of high school Because as soon as they went past second base I had to cut it off Wow The other thing wow. is
4: Like um, I, I'm, I'm just And, and I, I understand that part of it I, I totally get that That's as a guy. called serial not a hoe it, Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I Okay two things First in a zombie movie You'd make it all the way To the end Yes yeah, So there, there is that But also uh, Just because you are um, not, Don't want to be in a room in a, It's kind of conceited I, I just want to be honest It's kind of conceited Saying like I can't be in the same room With a guy Or I can't be in the same room With a girl Depending on the gender uh,
1: Because it's assuming That the other person Wants you Or in my case, I really like pleasing other people. I'm literally last on my list. So if I'm in the other room and they want something, I will. Like, even if they don't like me, they just want it as there's that temptation to make them happier. And that's, yes, it's an actual problem. But then conversely, when you get older and the purity thing is not as much of an issue, I've had people use that same argument on me as a psychological control factor where I think you're going to be too tempted if you're alone with any man. That's not me or your parents. First off, I, I would say if, if
4: uh, like Mike Pence, for example, says he will not be in a room with a woman um, by herself. And that assumes two things. One, that they really, really want Mike Pence because he's the sexiest man alive, right? And second is that uh, th- that there's absolutely no control.
3: Right, the uh, control and thir- issue.
4: And third, that Mike Pence is heterosexual. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, you know, him and Lindsay. I'm just saying.
3: You don't know. You don't know what's going on in somebody's head, and there could be a person in the room who is not married and is not your partner, and they could be thinking absolutely nothing sexual about you whatsoever. Exactly. So why, like, how do you how do you deal with school? How right, do you, right, uh, what about college? Right. I, I mean, I, I the I know that work the, work, the uh, um, study groups going to this grocery store is that problematic then? For me, it
1: actually is there someone at the grocery store has a crush on me and i now have to make sure i don't go to the grocery store while he's on shift
3: okay but that's different. i'm sorry that's about cr-
1: that I, I i totally meant to <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's creepy stalkerism but that's a yeah. different that's a different thing i was acquitted <laughs> so what
4: you just meant to give you the best customer service possible. i know
0: it's
3: mm. all, for me
4: it's all about customer service and and i'm, I'm sorry about your thing at sprouts but so I'll let's just
3: Let's get back on point. What a <laughs> oh boy! What about um, control? What about teaching your kids control instead of just putting a blank you know this is this is you're something you're not allowed to do maybe s- teaching them how because not everybody's going to be in that same pool as they are about we're going to keep pure to being able to talk to somebody when they make an uh, advance on you and say no thank you i'm not interested and be firm and say i am i am not going to be having sex right now that's just the way it is
1: okay this is great since i was an actual sex educator in college yes. And so I've taught sex ed at high school, middle school, and college level throughout my career so far. And I was talking to my mom, who, of course, is the one who kind of made the purity thing happen for me. And we were talking about sex ed. And I was like, if you teach abstinence only, the instance of teenage pregnancy, high school dropouts, and uh, STD rates go That's are right. statistical, statistically significant. Compared to the normal sex ed. And my mom was just, but you can't, you have to teach them that. And I went, time out. You have a misconception. Sex ed teaches abstinence and control and thinking ahead of time, but it also teaches preparation and knowledge so that you don't get pregnant or have an STD or drop out of college or high school.
3: I cut out some of the audio where the people were giving their own personal testimonies, but um, as you, may, as you may imagine, they have an advisor who is who is coaching them, and her name is Purity Patty, and she has a lot to say about this.
2: The girls pull up, um, they'll have an opportunity to be met by the valet, and of course that's a real special experience for them. It really begins to set the tone for that value. It is definitely not a mock wedding can, can between we a father a and a daughter. I,
3: I didn't want to cut it there because it was only five seconds, but... We can start it over, let's give no, them five seconds again.
0: I'm not even kidding. I like the first five seconds, too.
3: Okay.
2: The girls pull up. um, They'll have an opportunity to be met by the valet. And, of course, that's a real special experience for them. Okay, so... I'm
3: speechless. when When I had my bat mitzvah, my dad rented a Cadillac for the day. Because it was a fucking special event. And for him, that was a very important thing. We got to drive a fancy car. I totally got that. That was his thing. He wanted to do it. But making, they're going to be met by a valet. Wait, the valet isn't their husband. So what's going on here?
1: One of the unconscious things that they teach the kids, especially the women with purity and the men, is that if you wait, if you stay pure, you are going to meet this supermodel intelligent sports playing perfect human but that's not it those people i'm sorry every single one i've met that maybe fit that profile one doesn't like me physically and
3: two is not all of those things well we have more we have more from from purity patty but i just thought that the way they're you know, talking about the fact that they're going to be met by a valet makes it a really more valuable event that just kind of kind of weird that is that's kind this whole of thing
4: is weird for me anyway. I, yeah and i grew up conservative catholic so right. i mean i thought we were
1: but i'm saying i would go to that purity ball if that was a gq model that was that valet and i'm like you get i will sit on your arm and i will be perfectly happy and i will dream about this
3: later let's see what more wisdom purity patty has to dole out for our ladies
2: <laughs> this is far from that these aren't consenting adults These are kids that can't even make their beds. When you take the opportunity to kiss a boy who is not your husband, you're kissing somebody else's husband until you know otherwise. And what right do you have to kiss someone else's husband if you don't know that he's yours?
0: (laughs) I'm gonna make a production decision here and we're gonna play this whole clip again.
5: Oh my God, I can't stop I live. know,
0: I know. I am very upset that I didn't find whatever the fuck this is for the Sunday show and I know it's been more than a week, I'm just Thank saying. you very much.
2: The girls pull up, um, they'll have an opportunity to be met by the valet and of course that's a real special experience for them. It really begins to set the tone for that value. It is definitely not a mock wedding between a father and a daughter. <laughs> this is far from that. These aren't consenting adults. These are kids that can't even make their beds. So when you take the opportunity to kiss a boy Who is not your husband? You're kissing somebody else's husband until you know otherwise. And what right do you have to kiss someone else's husband if you don't know that he's yours?
4: May I ask a couple questions on that one? (laughs) I I, I just, you know, uh, I I, I couldn't stop laughing. I had to actually go into the hallway because that's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. That's better than my stand-up. That is golden. Oh my God! I thank you, universe, for for bringing this into my life. You could steal that. I I totally could.
3: <laughs> and you'll have the clips in your inbox after the show.
4: That is awesome! Oh my God!
3: Yay! What right do you have to kiss somebody's husband that isn't yours? You don't have that right.
4: You know that that's future tripping at its finest.
1: Like since when can we time travel? You know, well, Doc Brown and
4: the Dorian, I I get it, but.
3: So this is going on the theory that we talked before, that there is somebody out there that God has ordained for you. And just that one person, you're supposed to find them in this myriad of suitors that you're going to have an encounter in your life. And this one person that is designated for you, if they've kissed somebody else or had sex with somebody else before you meet them, they're impure. And that's a horrible sin,
4: so here, here's the thing. Uh, it, it say that a person um, gets divorced and marries someone else. Okay.
3: Oh well, let's not even talk about how how unkosher divorce
4: is. Or you know, they say "till death do you part" in your wedding vows, right? And and say that your spouse dies and you marry uh, another spouse. Like go uh, like the the Brady Bunch, where they're both uh, widow, widow and widower, and they remarry. So is that wrong? I mean, because they kissed and they but they kissed someone else's you, you see what I'm saying? It, it makes absolutely no I think, sense. I
3: think once you're married, that that uh, limitation is now off because you're an thought, adult then.
4: You know, they have way too many rules. I, I, I'm just going to say that. Uh, they have way too many rules, and I thought that Catholics were bad. But uh, what, what religion is this anyway? Do you know?
3: I would I would guess some flavor of Christianity. Well, I no, I know evangelical that. Evangelical
4: Christianity
3: ev- for yeah, sure. Most likely evangelical. White
0: people, white upper middle class evangelical Christianity that i just don't get it i'm sorry you 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 better try to understand it because white upper middle class evangelical christianity has a lot more control over society than they should that's true
1: so there's a, a few things in that clip. I'm not even remember all of them. Oh, we could play it again. Okay. I'm sure <laughs> no, that would be awesome. Over and over on the loop. The
3: part... Are you are you laughing about the part... These are not... This is not a consenting adult. They can't... These kids can't oh. even make their beds. No. That was one of them,
1: um, which means how little faith do you have in your kids? Why did you have children if that is how much faith you have in them? They can. They just don't. There was a very big difference. Um, mine was, this is not a father-daughter thing. I'm like, so are you... So, one, I'm assuming the dads are going with the kids, because who else is going to go? But yes. also, it's not a dad-daughter wedding. In what world
3: are you that that is even in the realm of possibilities? So, what happens at this ceremony, and this is part of the clips that I didn't include, but if you go to the show notes, you can see the entire video Trust and hear watch- the entire audio.
4: It's worth watching.
3: Um, <laughs> they they ask the father, is this a wedding between you and your father, uh, the, the between you and your daughter, because she pledges her virginity to God... Which is fine to God being herself, okay, that's fine, and to her father, and they and her father gives her a ring. It's a purity ring, right? And I remember seeing my friends having these purity rings in high school. But how is this not a uh, agreement a contract between a father and his teenage daughter how is i didn't want my dad knowing when i was gonna lose my virginity like this is this is my personal private business my mom didn't even know
4: can, can i tell you a story about like my dad uh in the talk uh, this this is okay so imagine an irish father Uh, and on his son's wedding day and uh, i'm 24 years old at this point and my dad comes up to me and he says to me your mom wants me to have uh the talk and i said "Uh, the talk about what and he goes like well you know the 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 talk i said about the talk about credit and 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 he goes like about sex (laughs) And, and i'm like why are you whispering it's just the three of us here my brother was in the room also and so uh, my brother's my best man and so uh, he goes like okay so, but you know more than I do so if she ever asks you we had this conversation okay and then he turns around and walks out and my brother and I looked at each other like what the
3: hell was that that was your dad being too embarrassed to talk about sex <laughs> in front of his own kids
4: exactly at, and, and I was 24 at, at the, time. the age of
3: 24 I feel so
1: bad for your dad
4: yeah he you know here's how dad should have played it, Johnny
0: Corn dad should have said hey your mom thinks we need to have the talk, but I figure that you've got your fuck on. So, tell if mom asks if we had the talk, you should say yes and that it was nice.
4: Yeah, that's that, how your dad should have played that because yes, obviously he was just really embarrassed. And I don't know, it it was kind of kind of sweet in a way. I mean, I I will say this: it was kind of sweet in a way because uh, I I and I was being bad by kind of trying to egg him on a little bit you know so what I, do you I, mean I miss, Wait, that?
0: hold on tell us more about that part i think that's the meat of the story how were you fucking with your dad because it was awkwardly- oh i said oh the,
4: the the talk this should be good um so so which talk? which talk is this about and then you know i just got him re- he got so red
3: that and, and you know sex and whispered sex i'm like okay your dad is from the era of mine where they wouldn't say cancer out loud Sex,
4: actually, yeah, yeah, and uh, and my parents had two separate beds, and they were in black and white.
3: <laughs> wow! Uh, yeah, that. Thank you, Johnny Corn. He'll be here all week, by the way. <laughs> we have we have more audio clips. Should we hear more?
0: Well, the first thing I want to do is play that one again.
3: Okay. The
2: girls pull up. um, They'll have an opportunity to be met by the valet. And, of course, that's a real special experience for them. It really begins to set the tone for that value. It is definitely not a mock wedding between a father and a daughter. (laughs) This is far from that. These (laughs) aren't consenting adults. It's a mock wedding between a father and a daughter. Definitely not a mock value. It is definitely not a mock wedding. It is definitely not a mock wedding between a father and a daughter. (laughs) This is far from that. These aren't consenting adults. These are kids that can't even make their beds. When you take the opportunity to kiss a boy who is not your, the opportunity to kiss a boy, who is an opportunity to kiss a boy who is not your husband, you're kissing somebody else's husband until you know otherwise. And what right do you have to kiss someone else's husband, someone else's husband, if you don't know that he's yours?
4: Yeah, may I ask uh, just because we have two ladies here, right? And so I'm gonna just ask this question uh, because as a guy, maybe I'm overreacting to this, but doesn't isn't that like really misogynistic?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Horribly, absolutely. So, okay, absolutely. so it's not just
4: me. Yeah. Uh, okay,
3: it, it's true. It's presuming that the girls have absolutely no control over themselves. That's
1: what this is, is the women's lack of control This is my mock purity ring Because I would love to have sex I just don't have the opportunity anymore um, But it's white But the other thing is, I get assaulted less often With something on my ring finger Okay, that's a different thing altogether But, but it's that yes. same misogyny The women have no control Because in some ways we don't And in the ways we try to take control Those are the ones like the purity ball Where they go, no, you can't even do it if you want to See, because I, I, I Okay, I don't have a daughter Full disclosure.
4: But if I did, or any children of my own, I would say, uh, at a certain point, if I did my job right, I would trust them. And if I trust them, they can make their own decisions, and everybody's decisions are going to be different. And I may not agree with their decisions, but it's theirs to make, and they have the mistakes that are theirs to make. That's, I mean, that's why I think I, I have a hard time with this, because- it just, to me, seems like you don't trust your kids, which means that you're a horrible parent.
3: Let's, let's listen to the next clip, because we do actually have a couple more clips from, from these fine folks.
2: You're gonna lay down with that young girl, potentially leave her pregnant, depending on your history, leave her with a sexually transmitted disease, oh. definitely leave her emotionally fragile and three times more likely to attempt suicide, and then you're walking away. What gives you that right? You don't have that right. And can you imagine walking down that aisle and your future husband standing there? And not only maybe it being your first kiss, but God willing, it being his first kiss too? I mean, how cool would that be?
4: Who fucking cares? So here's a question. So at the wedding, that's <laughs> not lost on me.
1: Who, who waits to kiss the guy before the wedding? I would die i would i would literally have committed suicide before i got married if i had to wait that long for that so they're not just talking about
4: sex they're talking about actually kissing so uh so basically you're platonic until you get married it's weird
3: in in the olden days people did not sleep with each other until much later in the relationship
1: that's what didn't happen
3: right that's
1: Whoa. how these people have told history to us
3: yes. television that's what, yes.
0: that's what some rich people pretended to do because they thought that's what was expected of them as rich people but that's like yeah history especially of sex is only the history of like rich white people sex and
4: see I yeah you're you're absolutely correct on that I I completely agree my thing with this whole thing is if he is the one you know I will say this I will say this I'm gonna back up here When I had my first date with my wife, I told her I was going to marry her, that I knew the moment I saw her that I was going to marry her. And, um, that actually, uh, was 20, almost 29 years ago now. Um, and, and the thing is why, what's wrong with me then kissing her? Because I know that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with her. And I knew that I had to convince her, but I knew, (laughs) I knew make no mistake, She was going like, Oh, you really want to get in my pants, don't you? And I'm like, well, yeah, but... <laughs> Into the pants of your heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but I actually, but actually, the thing is, I actually meant it also.
1: Oh, so I'm going to say one positive thing about what they said, because I'm taking it out of context. Oh, uh, well, good. Feel we, free. We,
0: we, in fact, we take things out of context here on purpose. Yes.
1: So I'm going to, because she said, well, basically saying that they're going to have a platonic relationship until they get married. And I think one of the after effects of going from purity to i don't know but please give me the opposite is at least in my experience i've lost the ability to become friends with the people i have relationships with and i really feel like
3: if i had been friends with them earlier i either wouldn't have dated them or it would have worked better that's such a really important thing that is a positive thing, is developing that friendship that is absolutely 100% necessary in a marriage. You are going to be living with your best friend, hopefully, for the rest of your life, also hopefully. Shouldn't you get to know them before you take that step of becoming intimate and moving in together and having okay, the sex?
4: That's valid. I, I, I grant you that. And, and um, I have never lived on my own. Um, I've always lived with someone, whether it's my brother, my family, my my wife. Um, and trust me, I'm all for living together before you get married. And here's why. my For my wife and I, we waited until after uh, we uh, got married to to live together. Okay. And uh, the, the thing is, we didn't exactly. It was a big adjustment. Let's just put it that way. It was a big adjustment. I lost control of the remote right about the time I met uh, that she moved in. And um, so there's a lot of things that were just a little bit,
3: I I tell all of my somewhat younger friends who have boyfriends and girlfriends online and they're like, oh, I'm going to marry this person. We've been dating for two years online. Like, you don't know how that person lives. You don't know if you're going to be able to be compatible with them in the same space. Have you ever spent more than a weekend or a week together? You're going to start getting on each other's nerves pretty quick. It's not even about the sex at that point.
4: It's not about not loving the other person. It's it's about like uh, you have your... uh, your habits, she has her habits or he has his habits or whatever. And uh, then it's just kind of, um, are, are, is it going to be too much? Is it going to be enough that just drives you absolutely batty? Cause there's certain things that, um, I do that, um, I'm sure she doesn't like, and I just make sure I don't, uh, you know, I, I, did make an effort to change.
3: Here's an, here's another thing by putting such a huge emphasis on the act of sex, they're putting off that whole, developing a relationship thing and they're making the act of sex the the absolute ultimate experience in a relationship and what happens if you wait until marriage and you you save yourself and then you find out that your partner is unable to satisfy you sexually well Will this- it, i mean if you're a christian woman it it won't matter because you're just doing your duty if you believe if you believe all this hype but shouldn't that be important like if you meet somebody and they're fantastic in every way except sexually. Is that going to make you rethink or is that going to be important? But how does purity, staying pure help that?
4: There's a couple things on that. Um, first off, there's, uh, when you're really, really religious, a lot of these religions say you can only have sex to procreate. In other words, to right. have children, which means that if you're past menopause, you can't have sex anymore. If, if Right? right? If, if you are um, unable to have children. Which that have, you shouldn't have that sex. That you shouldn't have sex. You know, stuff like that. That is uh, just so backwards. I, I just can't even imagine. That's number one. Number two is that you have these children um, that that get together and, and don't learn Um, how... It, it, it all comes down to trust, right? You, you have to be able to, to, to teach them. And I don't, I don't know. I just...
1: And when you take that non-trusting to the extreme, <laughs> you get the 21-year-olds that I counseled in college who described what they had done the night before, which was heavy petting with clothes on and asked if she could be pregnant. And if they had committed a sin,
4: that's why sex education is important because like there's certain things that you cannot get pregnant from Yes, Uh, a good example of that is anal sex
3: and And oral. And (laughs) by, by putting it off entirely and refusing to talk like just, we're just going to put this in a bottle until it's time but then by the time it's time, it's too late to think about it and process it before you have to make that decision.
4: And there's nothing hotter than having two people that don't know what they're doing going at
3: it. So enough about balls. Um, we didn't oh, even balls. really talk about balls. We're going to play another tune right now. This is uh, Kenny Thomas and the Southern Baptists, and this song is called Real Girl.